Hey, this is for my 30s. Hey, for my 30s. What? This is for my 30s. Come on. For my 30s. Hey, welcome to for my 30s. Hey, for my 30s. Get it, daddy. For my 30s. Hey, guys. All right. Welcome. Welcome. Yes, welcome. We are here. Father's Day weekend. Yes. So why not talk about fathers? Yes. You know? Dads. Stepdads. Stepdads. Dads. Role model. Father figures. Yeah. All that, you know? Yes. So we're here today with a few people. Yes. Um, to represent all types of, yes. um, like, influences and experiences you might have with your father or without um, so we're going to go around the table and just, um, if you can, introduce yourself um, and just let us know, like, age range. You got to tell us your age. But just say, you know, you're, you're Old. like, no, or no, young. no, <laughs> no. You can just say what, <laughs> like, I have a nine-year-old daughter or something like that, you know, or I'm a grandfather to two kids or you just let us know the experience of, of your fatherhood you know um what you have and what you don't have um so let's start off on the right side of miss nikki yes um i'm nikki i'm sitting next to my father or as we like to say fasha shout outs to austin powers (laughs) 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 i'm nikki's father um they said don't give my age, so I won't give my age. But I have three children, and I have uh, seven, I think, seven grandchildren. That's a lot. So um, that's the two the two extras. That's still a lot of grandchildren. Uh, it is, but that's why my pocket be full of lint. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm Jason. Uh, I have. Yeah, get in there. Okay, get in there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My son is actually 12 years old, and we will be uh, growing up way too fast. He'll actually be 13 in March, and I'm unprepared. So, there we go. Yeah, welcome, welcome. All right. So, next is... Hello, I'm Dante Ravallo, and... <laughs> And my father figure is actually my surprisingly young mother. Um, we may have a later guest, which is my brother. Um, his name is Ronald as well. Um, he's a father of four. Um, yeah, four boys. Four boys. Uh ranging from 16 all the way down to four so yeah he'll he may make a guest appearance you know i guess he's too famous for us right now Full house <laughs> four four boys yeah four, oh my god you know <laughs> and one of his sons is here he may want to talk but i'll let him know if he can or not <laughs> but yeah uh carmen uh take it away with uh the yeah. Q&A. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the first question is, um, did you want to be dads? Like, did you grow up saying, you know what, I want to be a dad to five kids? You know, we asked the same question to to the women that we had for Mother's Day. Some of them were like, yeah, yeah, I always knew I wanted to be a mom. And me, for example, it was an accident. It was totally unplanned. 
and then I just made it work. <laughs> and that happens, I think, for both men and women. So um, let's actually start off with Nikki's papa, Faja. Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the service, and I wanted to take my bride and just travel. Hmm. Uh, but it didn't work out that way. So we didn't plan on an early family, but we had an early family. So we made the best of it. So, but the plan was not to have a whole lot of children either, either, mm-hmm. either, either, or whichever one is politically correct. But um, three was a good number, so we stopped at three. Okay, all right. And yeah. wait, and why did you stop at three? Because I had made my replacement. <laughs> what do you mean your replacement? Well, here's what I was told. You need to have a replacement for yourself, a replacement for your wife, and then you need to make a contribution to society. So Nikki is our contribution to society. Shady. (laughs) I'm here to contribute. I want to replace somebody. God's gift to the world. That's a compliment. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I, I always tease my dad about that. <laughs> I always tease my dad about that. But yes, go ahead, Jason. Same same question. Same, same question? Yep. Uh, yeah. What is my son's plan? Yeah. All right. Um, so I can't ask my son that because he doesn't have one just yet, and he better not. If I did, she would kill me. <laughs> Darn <laughs> Skippy. <laughs> Darn Skippy. I will not be here. <laughs> um, but. I have to say that um, he knows that I'm a young mother. We've talked about this plenty of times. Um, I prefer he, if he waits um, until he has, you know, he like settled his life. You know, make sure that you have your job in order. Make sure you have maybe a home in order. Get your money together because you are expensive. And literally everything <laughs> you did not do. Everything that I did not do. Basically just do opposite of what I did. So we'll find out in a couple years. <laughs> so I appreciate that Dante hopefully you take that internalize it and make it happen um, but let's just talk about like your experiences as far as like um, having a father figure in your life so I, I know of you gentlemen and of course I know my son but have you had a father in your life you know if you did or if you didn't you know let us know if you didn't have one did you have a father figure a stepdad a role model then your neighbor your uncle, um, and how did that play into your fatherhood? Well, my father died when I was eight years old, and uh, my mother had the privilege of raising four sons, and um, we had different people in our lives. When I say different people, uh, we had our pastor in our life, we had men at the church, and um, and then. 
as we got older, we had our uncles, <clears throat> excuse me, in our lives, which um, one of my uncles particularly, he was a mechanic, and I took to mechanicking. You know, I, I liked working with my hands. So that uncle, I kind of uh, hung around a little bit more than I did with the rest of them so that I could learn how to fix cars and things like that. So that, that, that was one, one, one role model. But also um, the pastor of the church that I grew up in, uh, what he did was he would get us young men together and sit down and talk to us, ask us questions, you know, and then based upon the answers we gave, he would impart different, different things about life to us. Um, as I got older, um, you know, you look at you look at sports figures, you look at your coaches, uh, you look at people that, you know. So um, but there were there were several, several people uh, throughout my life that I've looked at. Um, I guess you could say the one that made the most impact. Uh, I would have to say my my wife's father, um, because after we got married, a lot of time I spent talking to him or him talking to me and I'm listening to what he's saying and the, what he was telling me was invaluable in how uh, just to live life and that's, that, was, that was important to me uh, one thing he said to me when we got married when I asked him to marry his daughter yeah I did ask he said you have, you, you have my blessing he said but get as far away from here as you can he said, take a go, get get as far away from here as you can. And I looked at him. He said, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. He said, don't hang around here. Leave town. Go live somewhere else. Your chances are better when you're away from here. And, I mean, for me, it was true because uh, I was in the service and I was immediately gone anyway. So, but um, those conversations that I had with him, and then when I do see him, we still have those conversations uh, and it's developed uh, now to where if things come up, I could call him, or if things come up for him, he'll call me. So, which is which is which is a good thing. So, um, I've had a lot of role models. So it's just you know, and you take you take what you get from those that you are around. You take the good and you keep it. You take the bad and you throw it away. So because. That's just how it is, you know, and you choose to do the right thing or the wrong thing. And you have to be careful about that. Yeah. So it's kind of like you had a community of people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It takes a village. Yes. Yes. Um, All right. Jason, what about you, sir? Actually, I played basketball. I've been playing basketball since I was six. I took bits and pieces, I think, uh, from my coach, from my teachers, but I can't really label them as mentors because I, I learned a lot about the world and um, being a, a, a man. 
men in this world and how to walk there in this world as a real man by myself. I just, it's, it's kind of what he was mm-hmm. saying, I show you to right and wrong. If you know something feels wrong, don't do it. Walk away. And the only thing I will say, there was like a <laughs> neighborhood drug dealer, his name was Mike. And I took this lesson from him. I was on the, I was on the block late night. Had no business being on the block, uh, you know, selling drugs hours or whatever the case may be. He stops, snatches me in the car, takes me home. And he, the whole time he's telling me like, don't be like me. I'm, you know, basically I'm not ish. I'm a sleazebag. I'm a scumbag. Don't do that. Keep that ball in your hand. You got C. For every A you get, I give you $20. <clears throat> For every game you have, let me know. I'll come through. Every game you win or if you score 20 points, I give you $100. And sure, it's dirty money, but it just it influenced me to, to not be enticed without lacking that. Because a lot of people, I think, they, they look for that, that father figure. They try to fill that hole by doing wrong or uh, gravitating towards somebody who may influence But that's pretty much my story. I kind of just figured it out, honestly. Right. <laughs> life. <laughs> just life is happening. I'm trying to figure life out. Um, all right. I want to introduce um, Nikki's brother, and he just walked in. And so the question that I asked was, um, you know, whether you grew up with a dad and dad. Of course, you had your dad's right here. Hello. <laughs> um, like, how does that influence you as a father to your four kids? Oh, yeah. We had a brief introduction. You got more? You, <laughs> you got more kids? What? <laughs> oh, we got four boys. Uh, top. <laughs> top of the mic. Hello. Bam. One, Yo, we can. I said the top. Kind of. <laughs> put, Guys, we are like in the beginning phases of recording this podcast, so mm-hmm. we're gonna re- we're gonna correct people while they're on here. <laughs> Pull it down. There you go. See, and you want to talk here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me speak to your manager. Um, influences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like well, as a father, you know. I'm big influence. I looked at my father. Um, he ain't got no sense, y'all. <laughs> um, my grandfather. Uh, of course, when my father wasn't there, my father was military and he was out on ships, um, out at sea. So you know, I had uh, quite a few uh, influences: grandfather, uncles, and even friends that I've looked up to. Um, I'm a base kid, so I really didn't have a hood life. What's a base they don't know what a base, base kid, kid is. Base kid. I was a teenager that grew up on base, on base. Uh, military, military base, military base. Yeah. Okay. to be clear. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was like, what, the guitar? <laughs> <laughs> um, dad and you know grandfather and uncles as I was uh, saying and just watching them growing up really molded me uh, into what I think I should treat my boys like um, of course it's a different day different time 
So what worked for me back in the day doesn't really work for the boys today. Um, I try to just tell them, you know, where I came from and, you know, what it means to just have a hard work ethic. Um, I seen my dad, I seen my uncle, I seen my grandfather work, 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 work for what you want. You know, nothing is going to be given to you. Um, and I try to instill that in my boys. Um, I'm a, a drummer now, and I worked. So I can I I worked and worked and worked and worked. You know, discouragement, uh, embarrassment, and, and and all of that. So I make sure my sons see that, so they know what it is to be successful. You know, there's nothing gonna be given to you in life. So it's important that you take life's lessons and use them to your best ability and apply them where they go. All right. Thank you, thank you. Do you use those life lessons? Um, I have No, you don't. I tell you, that's black people. What? Good <laughs> Lord. Is that family feud going on? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just stating factual facts, you know. You know, they know that I sing on the intro most of the time. You late. Thank you for having me. There you go. I, I guess he decided not to be so famous. To be on this podcast, guess he decided because you know he's so he's a rock star and everything. I am a rock star, though. Like, you didn't. Uh, know. I actually have a show tonight. Uh, good for you. Yeah. Y'all come down to no one wants to come see you play. Wayne <laughs> oh, that's what's up. Okay. I'll be there on drums. Yes. Not a venue for you to advertise. Right. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, <laughs> you, you gonna pay us for this plug? <laughs> You gonna pay us for this plug? <laughs> I need some money. Podcast is sponsored by. Right, pretty much. Starting <laughs> by drums. How's Malcolm? All right. Um, so the one person that we need to talk to as well is my son, and he's currently. I can say that he's currently without his father. He hasn't had his dad like ever. Um, or at least he. Showed up once or twice, and then, like a ghost, gone. Um, but you know, I've never actually asked my son how he felt about not having a dad in his life, and I think this is going to be the first time that you can actually just kind of articulate how you feel about it, like what you wish you had, um, what you regret if you regret anything. You know, because I I know that you don't know what you're missing because you you never had it. You know, but it doesn't mean that you can't say that you wish that you had because of maybe you witnessed other kids with their dads. You know, so I would love to hear what you have to say about your personal experience. Cool. Don't be afraid to talk into the mic. I'm going to be honest. Um, since the beginning, I never quite knew what a dad was. And... Whether it was my lack of acknowledgement of how it feels to have a dad or the fact that you might have actually done your job better than you say you did, I never really 
cared about having a father to begin with. I didn't care about a man I've never seen before and I didn't recognize, but I accidentally mistook for our friend who came to visit recently. Uh, I never really cared about where he was or what he did to not be around. I just had you and the rest of the family and I was fine with that. I didn't know what a father could give me that you already did. Well, then let me ask you, do you ever want him to meet him or or see him or like is there is there any type of contact? Are you curious about him at all? No, but I will say this. If he didn't want me in the beginning, he doesn't deserve me when I'm grown up. Okay. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, that is, right? Um, <laughs> but, you know, I I have known other people. Like, I had a, a best friend. He grew up without his dad, too. You know, his name is Vic. Um, and... I I do have male friends that I have brought my son around, you know, and and Vic is a mechanical guy too, so very much like mm-hmm. you, and you know he has kind of tried to teach my son how to do a few things. So there is there, there's a few of my good male friends that I've know that I've brought my son around that he absolutely adores or he can learn from, you know, especially my cousin. My cousin is like a techie guy, and he's kind of like a techie guy. And he loves to play video games and do all the all the cool stuff that these kids do. Um, but yeah, I, um, there are times where I felt like I've failed him as, as a mom, you know, cause for not bringing him around a guy often, you know? Um, but yeah, I, thanks Dante. For you need it. some tissue? Nah, nah okay. I'm, I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> crying on the inside. <laughs> Sure, yeah. You can make a comment. Okay. Yeah, I just I just want to make a comment. Yeah. Um I respect what you said. I totally respect it. Uh I feel like this. Any man that can get with a woman and make a baby ought to be man enough to be responsible for that child, male or female. That's just should be. Whether you stay together, but you should be responsible for your child. There are things that your son needs that you can't give him, but that doesn't mean that you haven't done the best that you could do because you can't give him male qualities because you don't have any to give him. Mm -hmm. Uh, All you may have is what you may have gotten from your father. And, you know, that's it. But all male children need a father because it helps them to develop. uh, Thank God that, some some male children they they come out okay without a father. I I like I said my father died when I was eight years old. I had contact with other people, but it wasn't you know constantly. They didn't live in the house with me. I was around them, so I was able to through all of that. I was able to learn, and I I think I'm pretty stable. You know I haven't beat up nobody, killed nobody. You know, so but I, I respect what you say. And, um, but there, and the fact that you do have him to 
interact with other men is a good thing. But I'm, I'm saying this because I want to let you know that just because there wasn't a father or in his life all the way up, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about it. I don't think he feels bad about it because of what he just said. He don't, you know, you, you're a good mom. So you gave him what you could give him, what you knew to give him. And he took that and he's making the best of it. So, hey, keep doing what you're doing. And um, you keep striving the way you're striving, you know. And if there's a, uh, somebody that you know that you connect with, connect with them. Because you need that other part of life. You need that male influence in your life. So, and uh, that's that's important. And it, same, same thing for you. I mean, you, you, you grown. I mean, yeah, you know, you, but even, even at that though, even, even in, in your different stages in life, you're a teenager, right? You're in your 20s, 30s? I'm in my late 30s. Late 30s, okay. Even at that, my son's uh, in his 40s. All men need another man in their life, whether we admit it or not. And the reason why you need it is so you can have somebody to talk to that you can relate to. So when I say that, I don't necessarily say that you talk to any man and say, hey, yeah, man, such and such. No, but you need to talk to somebody that you can relate to. Uh, you said Mike. That was the guy's name you used. I'm glad you didn't say his last name. <laughs> but, you know, but what what Mike did for you is he kept you out of his line of work or out of his out of his lifestyle because you could have easily went there. But he pushed you out of it and he used the only mean that he that he may have known to keep you out of it and keep playing ball, keep doing this, keep doing that. So, you know, you run across people who may be in bad situations, but they realize where they are. But then they look at somebody younger and say oh, I don't want them to get into this so I'm going to do what I can to help them out so and that and that's the thing but try to surround yourself with good people I mean and, and that's what you have to do and if you can't then hey hey be an island but every now and then talk to somebody because you can't you can gain from people the good <laughs> you don't have to listen to everything they say because sometimes folks say some stuff that's 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 off the wall, and you be looking at them like, "What did you say?" <laughs> but you take the good, you put that in your pocket, you carry it around for when you need it, and then when you need it, hey, you take it out and you use it. I do that now. Hmm. I do it now. So, and I'm 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 62 years old. So. <laughs> Man, it's painful. Your legs start to hurt, your back start to hurt, <laughs> your neck hurt. Just a quick thing. Um, no, it's cool. It's um, same thing. So, definitely, um, man. I've known you for a short time, but growing up in a similar uh, experience that you were raising your son in, I can honestly, honestly say, I'm a product of a strong mother. She raised three kids by herself, no form of help other than my grandmother. Uh, I'm sure I had uncles, they were kind of in and out. Uh, it wasn't as influential as I would have liked them to be. I mean, that's cool, we're good now. Um, but I, like I said, I'm a product. So, first time I met your son, I was impressed on top. Mm -hmm. I'm like, damn. <laughs> you know, like, 
this is a good kid, and it, it really just shows like the same values that you hold dear and were, were taught. You are instilling, and I think the misconception that the world tells us is that a woman can't raise a man. And I hate this because they say they it's always said that they can't raise a black man. It's not true. Mm-hmm. Like you look at my mother, look at all the women before I was even here on this earth that raised strong black men or men in general. So. As a parent, you're always going to feel like you're not doing enough because you want so much for your child. But it's not the wants. I, I tell my son this all the time. Separate your wants from your needs, right? I can give you anything you want, and you can still be without in this world. Mm-hmm. But if I give you everything you need, you're fine. I know you can survive. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you don't need tissue. I'm I mean, everybody I'm like, I'm you know, I had 17 years to cry about this. <laughs> <laughs> My son is 17 years. You know, I had a lot of tears before, you know. Um, but one of the things I think that was troubling I think too is because my sons have black what I what mm-hmm. people don't know is I'm Latina and he's half mm-hmm. black and making sure that he knows that he is part black and that's mm-hmm. you know there's a certain view that the world is going to see him they're not going to see him my Latino people are not going to see him as Latino to be honest mm-hmm. you know he's he's too dark you know and his hair is not like wavy or straight you know um, there's even colorism within the Latin world you know so there's there's a lot of that going on um but you know, I, it's hard for me to speak on it. I just know about it because mm-hmm. of because of my my black male and female friends, and you know, witnessing to some, it's hard to be able to pass that knowledge on. Mm-hmm. I think as a Latina mother, or just a woman who's not black, to be like, hey, you're there's there's a trouble ahead. Just be careful. You know, um, those are, those are things that I think I struggle with now, like as a from a, a to a seventeen year old as opposed to like when he was. Five. Very, oh, very I different. Can tell you some stories. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear those stories. <laughs> Please speak. <laughs> you know, but um, to to make things a little bit lighter too, I'm just going to switch it up a little bit. Um, we asked the the moms last month about like one child versus multiple children. Now, there's for sure two people here that have multiple children, and there's another two people here that have only one <laughs> you know so and i thought that i was like oh great i only have one to handle <laughs> how do you juggle multiple now let's start off with faja <laughs> well first of all you don't juggle them because they're too heavy <laughs> but you 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 learn you learn your children and when I say you learn them, you learn their personalities. Mm. Uh, all three of my children had different personalities. So you, I dealt with them with their personality. Um, Ryan was music, musically inclined. Nick, Nikki, Nikki was a great conversationalist when she was younger. <laughs> <laughs> so we had lots of conversations, you know, just, just conversations. She just wanted to talk. Mm. And uh, now that she's she's grown... She still likes to talk because when she comes in, 
you know, it's uh so dad, uh blah 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 blah. You know, not <laughs> a like hey, that. what's up, how you feeling? But it's like dad, blah 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 right right at it. So and then my my, my oldest daughter, she's more more like I am. And when I say more like I am, uh is quiet and and um thinking. I'll say business minded. She's she's like that. So you you deal with each child uh, according to how they are, and sometimes you got to be rougher on one than the other, or sometimes you got to be rough on all of them. Uh, sometimes you got to um, pull them all together and, and pull on them all at the same time. So I mean, but the base the base part of it is is that you deal with each child according to their characteristics or their their mindset or how they are mm-hmm. once you learn how they are then that's how you do you deal with it right so and then you you develop you develop different things as you go right so different game plan for each child yeah <laughs> different okay. ways to interact yeah. right yeah <laughs> all right wait let's let's go to to junior yeah because he's got four boys <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got four boys. Um, surprisingly, um, my boys all like really, in some way, take after me, in which they play music. They're musically inclined, um, but each of them have their own personality. As my father was saying, um, <laughs> it's amazing to me to just watch them. You know, when we sit around doing music, they're—I would say—they're me in different stages of my life growing up. Um, and it's, it's quite amazing to, to, just to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I never, never thought I would be in the position that I would have multiple boys and stuff like that. But I mean, they're, 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 they're a great joy. Um, I'm proud of their accomplishments. I'm proud of them. You know, I'm proud, proud of what? Accomplish, uh, I'm sorry, accomplishmental. Accomplishment. 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 We understand. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. And um, what they're doing and what they're gonna do. Um, Very smart, you know, and and, and Mm. self-driven. Like my youngest boy. um, The one that loves you. (laughs) (laughs) You his best friend. (laughs) He's just something else, you know. He, He. he had totally steal the show. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, just leave it at that. He would steal the show. Um, my oldest, um, phenomenal. You know, he, he gifted in many areas, you know, and, and I just don't know what to say. You know, I'm, I'm like, wow. Wow. So, yeah. Okay. So, real quick, when you said that you guys play together, you mean like the Jacksons? Not quite like the Jacksons. Um let me see. I mean, I, I really can't even compare. Um, we're like our own. Okay. You know, we make our own element. Yeah. That's how we are, you know. Um, but you're the drummer, right? Is there I like a drummer. singer? Is there a dancer? Is there someone <laughs> on bass? Is there someone on the guitar? Um, <laughs> not yet. Did that thing up for Savion the other week? No, I actually put that <clears throat> together for Savion, but he... Uh, my middle sons, they're, they're programmers. I put it Ooh, like that. Uh-huh. They're programmers, so they do a little bit of beat making and remixing. Um, 
I did that a lot when I was younger. Mm, mm -hmm. um, dancers, my oldest son, he's a drummer, a dancer, a rapper, and a singer. And he everything. <laughs> and he does that. He also programs a little bit too. My other middle son, he's very mechanical. Mm. Uh, Savion, which is the baby, he's crazy. Mm -hmm. You know, he 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 does it all. You know, uh, Yasir, he's a nerd. He's a nerd. <laughs> He's, he's a nerd. He won't come on and say anything to the people. I he, guess he's shy. I don't know where he get that from. Because he's a nerd. They, they do their thing. They do their thing. Mm. Nerd is not a bad thing. Yes, <laughs> oh, not at all. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm a straight nerd. <laughs> Let's don't put it in our context now. <laughs> all right. Well, how about, how about the gentleman with one child, with one son? Come on, Jason. Tell me, tell me how you've handled your one, your one son. Is he like you? Is uh, he like other people in your family? Is he hard to deal with? Is he easy? He's all of the above. How I deal with my kid, I crack his forehead every chance I can. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lord. Oh. Can't do that before. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had to do it before. <laughs> crack my paddle. Crack right, yeah. my paddle. Sure did. Um, I remember son, that day. My son is, uh, my son is, is, a, is a lot. Uh, is a mama's boy. My mm. son is, uh, him and his mom were, were best friends. Um, uh, I, for a good portion of his life, I played the bad guy. You know, I was, uh, I was the one in the family that would, when I say no, like, I mean no. Mm -hmm. There was no later, hey, come here, little man, let me get you this cookie and juice. <laughs> I said no. <laughs> and then he would go to his mom and I'd have to, hey, didn't I, didn't I say no? Pimping mm. you. Um, Right, divide and conquer. <laughs> but he's 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 um he's a lot like his mom. I think he uh, he's a lot like his mom. But he's also he's he's really starting to take after um, my brother Aaron. Uh, they're both Pisces, and so my, I, I went to high school with Aaron. And his favorite thing was to pretend like he was not intelligent. He used to always play people all the time like this, let them think that he was less smart than what he was. And my son does the same thing. Like he's he's gifted at math, right? And so with me, I'm stick with the school, and I'll be like, "Well, do the math question." I don't know how, Dad. Like, what do you mean? You just did this last week. Uh, I guess. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll crack the whip. Like I tell you what, do the math, or we're not going nowhere this weekend. In five minutes, the math is done. Mm. So he he's multiple. He's he's all right. Multiple, multiple uh, things to him. He's very intelligent. He can be a little lazy. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I knew you were late. Don't, don't put him on the spot like that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, whatever you just said about your son, I totally <laughs> relate, and I. People can't see us, but I totally looked at my son like, you are just like what he's describing. <laughs> you missed my look just now. <laughs> I, I, will, I honestly will say he's, uh, he's starting to take after me as far as like the uh, programming goes. Because like I went to school for uh, game simulation, game programming. So now he's trying to tell me about video gaming and coding. And it's interesting because I'm like, dude. Uh, Fortnite is such lazy programming. 
How? <laughs> 20 million subscribers, Dad. <laughs> and yeah, he'll go into, well, they're using this type of code and this type of code. I'm like, son, it's just, it's regular pseudocode. It's, it's one of the basest form of coding that you can use. And it's just, we'll go for hours. And, you know, I, I think the biggest part with me and him now is he likes to joke a lot. And the way him and his friends joke, I have to instill in him, you can't joke with me that way. Like, I'm not your friend. Like just on time, <laughs> I'm your father. Don't joke on me like that. You know, keep it, keep it, uh, keep it respectful. But he's, he's like I said, he's cool. More like his mom, but definitely, definitely coming into his own. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. Um, I'm gonna just speak on my kid for a little bit here, <laughs> just real quick. Um, I, I, I do. Um, what you say resonates as well with me regarding Dante. Now, Dante, he's um, always been a cre- the creative type. You know, he um, actually got in trouble a lot in school because he, he's very animated, literally animated. He can't stop jittering, and he's never been able to, like, stop. Um, and at first it was, like, almost embarrassing for him to, like, always continuously move. Mm-hmm. You know, because that is not quote unquote normal. Um, but I, I, I remember when he was in seventh grade, eighth grade is when I finally accepted it. Like he, this is who he is, mm-hmm. and you can't stop him from being who he is. And there are times where he would fight me. He's like, "This is just who I am, Mom." And I was like, "Yeah, it's not normal. Other kids don't <laughs> do that." You know, why do you? Do, why do you keep moving? You know, but. Um, it, it took me a minute to realize, like, you know what, this is who he is, and he would be, like, a great actor. You know, he acts a lot. He loves to write, you know. he's He likes to write scripts and and screen stuff, and he likes to draw. You know, I definitely see him in that type of field, you know, writing books. He loves writing books. But talking about, like, when you were saying, Jason, that your kid, you know, math, for example, he's having a hard time in English, I'm like, how are you having a hard time in English? You love to write books. You just turn in one of your books. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, but, you know, he'd fight me because of the prompt. He doesn't want to do what the teacher says that he should probably write about. He wants to write about his own, which is cool. You know, I'm like, hey, man, just surf it. You have one more year <laughs> and then you can write whatever it is your heart desires. And then you publish a book and then you become famous and then you... <laughs> and then you become the next Ryan Coogler, you know, direct, <laughs> tell me what to do with their body. Um, but yeah, so I think my son, he never really gave me too much trouble. And I think the next question to you guys would be, you know, how you guys disciplined each person, each child had a, um, their own game plan, right? <laughs> my mother did all the discipline. His dad was like, oh, hell. <laughs> You know, uh, let's actually talk about, this is a good segue, talk about how to discipline your kids. You know, does, did your, like, grandfather and your dad, I mean, does all all that translate and trickle down to the same way now? Like, if you were getting whoopings, you know, back, way back when, do you now give the whoopings and... I refuse to answer on the grounds that it might incriminate me. Out <laughs> 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 well, of respect of my father, so I'll take my whoops. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
I will I will say I will say this. Yes, I did whip my children. Whoop me. I whipped all y'all. Whoop me. I whooped with all with of hand, them. with a belt, with No, a... I will use a belt. Okay. My wife told me I was too heavy handed. Okay. So, but but when he when he was a teenager, when he was a teenager, I used my fist. I used my fist. I I I grabbed him. I grabbed him by his hair. I drug him in his room and I beat him with my fist. And I did it because he disrespected my wife. And I told him, "Do not disrespect my wife." I. I'm a military man. I was always out at the sea or had duty or something like that. So, and my wife was at home. Yeah. He was my son. I told him, I said, you behave, you know, you, you look out for everybody. But mm-hmm. then, you know, when you get a certain age, you know, you smell yourself. Mm-hmm. And he was smelling, he was smelling himself. So I mm-hmm. had to defragrance him. Yeah. So, but I did, I, I physically mm-hmm. punched him. But after that happened, you know, it was okay. Can I ask what 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 happened exactly? Do you mind sharing that, sir? Like, what were the grounds to it get you? It was your... just things that was going on while I was away. Uh-huh. Every time I would call home, hey, how y'all doing? Well, Ronnie did this. Ronnie did that. I said, uh-huh. okay, yeah. okay. You're like I'm taking it down in my notebook. Oh yeah, <laughs> mental note. Your son. Mm-hmm. He's tested you, right? Yeah. Yes. Of course I have. That sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I, I was a base kid. We grew up on a military base, so a lot of experiences were shared, sheltered experiences. Okay. Mm. Um, usually, what we would do, we would act out what we seen on TV and experiment what we had seen on TV mm. and what our friends would do at school. You know, <laughs> and being that we were in the church, also. You know, we weren't permitted to do a lot of things, listen to a lot of things, or see a lot of things. So when we got a chance to actually experience and see and hear and just get a taste of what that was all about, you know, well, heck, shoot, I like this, you know. (laughs) But then the repercussion of that, getting beat down, you know, getting whooped. See, he didn't tell the whole truth. So, yeah, he punched me. My mom hit me with pots and, and pans. I mean, not in a brutal way, but being that my father was gone, mm-hmm. she had to make sure that I understood, hey, I'm still the adult here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to intervene. <laughs> she didn't hit you with no pots and pans. <laughs> you know, I, I, not telling the truth. <laughs> with some everything. Uh-huh. I'm going to hit you with a shoe, a broom. Shoes, brooms. My father broke a paddle. I on broke me. my fraternity paddle. His fraternity paddle on me. Oh, because I, I didn't did. cry when he was giving me a whooping. And that was his. That was his. his uh, right that was. Yeah. That was his uh, was defiance. His defiant moment. Trying. Uh, you know. So, <laughs> you know. So yeah. <laughs> that was the day. Everybody else got a whooping, but okay. me. <laughs> so, oh my god. No, I didn't get a whooping. This was the story. So I, we were all outside. Nobody was home. I got hungry. So we all got, we went home and made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I was the last one making peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And my brother and my sister 
left and went back outside. So I'm finishing up whatever, put it back up. As I'm walking out the door, my dad is walking up the stairs. Doors open, wide open, just open. And my dad goes, where's your brother and your sister? I don't know, outside somewhere. Go get them. Okay. Daddy wants y'all. Come back. He was like, I'm not going to whoop you because you didn't know no better. But you two? Get ready. So I, I, I got, I got, I got, I got to listen to them get a whooping. That was the highlight of my childhood. It's hearing my brother and sister get a whooping for once instead of me. That was the paddle incident. Mm -hmm. Oh Lord! But yeah, my my mother didn't get the paddle. She got it. I don't remember. She got three swats. She got three swats. You would have, you would have got three, but uh, you had to be defined. You ain't want to cry. My butt was hard. You got on the the fifth swat. On the fifth swat. I had to force myself. Yeah, he forced himself to moan. Because that that back that back end was stanging. I know it was staying because that paddle was. I still got. I still got one. It was about that wide. That paddle was that wide. I mean, I, I, I boom. You know, nice little solid lick. I wasn't, right. you know, going for broke. Okay. But uh, so you had it with one hand, not two. No, no. Yeah, yeah. You get harder okay. with one hand anyway. Okay. Then you do with two. Try to hit with two hands and see, see, you know, compared to one. So, but no, I mean, you, 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 you do what you, what you have to do. And, 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 and here, here, here's the thing. Cause see nowadays you hit a child and they report it. You're going to jail because mm. they call it child abuse, mm. but and then I'm fin- I'm fin- I'm finna turn a curve. I'm finna turn a curve because of everything that's going on in our society today. We didn't have stuff like this when we was growing up because we got we got women with belt switches, extension cords. You know, we 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 got women with that kind of stuff. You know, and we didn't go out and just do anything. So we didn't have a lot of uh uh police killings Mm -hmm. because we got disciplined at home and that's the key point and i'm 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 saying something that people may not agree with me on and that's fine too Mm -hmm. but if you teach your child at home then your child won't go out and act a certain way Mm -hmm. yeah they'll try things mine did they tried things they knew how far to go you know because it was almost like i was sitting on their shoulder their mom was sitting on their shoulder or somebody that we knew would see them and hey I saw Ron doing so and so, or I saw Nikki doing so and so. So you know, you right. you you know, even even living a sheltered life. But if if <clears throat> excuse me, if parents would discipline their children, okay, I listen. I listened to you. You talked about your mother. Your mother had an impact on your life because she told you right from wrong, even though you tried some things. You didn't go too far. I did the same thing. My my mother raised four boys. And one girl. Yeah, I had some male influence in my life. I had some. But my mother raised four boys and one girl. I mean, we had the opportunity to do some things that we wanted to do. But we didn't do them. Because we knew that if we did, 
somebody would tell Erlene, and when we go home, Erlene was going to be there, and Erlene had a strong right hand. <laughs> so uh, we didn't want to experience that. Yeah. One experience, and then I, you know, I won't keep talking. This this was this was my graduation night, and I had stayed out all night a couple of nights before, you know, doing my thing. I had a good time too. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I did. I had a ball, <laughs> but I went home that morning to change clothes to go to school, and my mother was standing at the door. She said, "What do you want?" come to change my clothes so I can go to school. Mm. And she stepped to the side, and when I walked by, she said, don't ever come in here past midnight. And I heard what she said. So I came in my graduation night at 12.01, and the door was locked. And I could have got in. I could have popped the lock and got in the house and went and got in my bed. But I was too scared. Not that I feared my mother because of, you know, oh, but out of respect of what she told me. And I messed up. I slept in my car. I could have went somewhere. I had somewhere to go. Would have been warm and still had a good time. But I did not go. I stayed right there in that car and slept in that car. It was cold. It gets cold in the car. Yeah, it do. But, you know, but if parents would discipline their children, then you wouldn't see as much as what we see. I'm not saying that it would cut it all out, mm -hmm. but if you get disciplined at home, you know how far to go. Yeah. You Some things you just will not do, whether your parent is there or not. So my, my mother had a, 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 a sixth sense. Mm -hmm. She could tell if I was into something. Cause I was on my way and she pulled up, <laughs> she pulled up in the car. My spider senses are tingling. And I'm like, <laughs> I was in the folks where I was with, I was like, I'll see y'all later. <laughs> and I had to go. I mean, and, and, I mean, this actually happened because I mean, Hey, it was a bunch of us and we was on our way. Mm -hmm. We were just about to where we was going. Mm -hmm. And she, we going this way. She pulls up this way. She didn't have to say a word. See y'all. I wouldn't got in the car. Mm. She didn't beat me down. Yeah. But man, I wish she would have because the talker she gave me was worse than the whooping. <laughs> <laughs> so, but discipline, if parents discipline their children, things come out better mm. with that. You know, and it don't always have to be a whooping. You know, it don't always have to be. You have to discipline a child uh, according to how they are. I mean, you, you got a reason. You got a reason with children now. Nowadays, you got you got you got to use reasoning. You can't just say, "I'm gonna beat your brains out." You know? Yeah. yeah okay. Fine. Beat my brains out. But hey, I'm still gonna do what I'm gonna do. <laughs> but if you can if you can reason with them and 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 talk with them on a level that that you understand and they understand what you're saying, yeah, it works out. Hmm. It works out See, because think, they'll respect you. I think. I think uh, to to go. I think to uh, kind of expand on, on what you're saying, how parents don't discipline their kids, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, one of the things I, I, to this day, hate is when I got disciplined by my mom, she would never tell me why. 
Like, I used to just got, I just got beat. <laughs> and because I, because of my twin brother, like I was in more trouble be, for doing nothing than actually doing wrong. Because like I say, my twin brother got away with murder. My twin brother, so I have an older sister as well. And my twin, my twin brother is the only person I know in my mom household that can go missing for a week and pop up. And I would be grounded wow. because I knew where he was this whole time. And I genuinely did not. I had basketball practice. I had work. I was boxing at this time as well. I had a full card. I was doing <laughs> everything right. <laughs> and, but I was always in trouble. And, and one of the things I do with my son is, is I always tell him, I start this early actually, action consequence. You chose to do something <clears throat> wrong. This is why this is the consequence. <laughs> This is how the world works. Who broke his lap? And I, I think a lot. Of, I think a lot of parents need to to tell their kids why they're disciplining them or why they're having this conversation mm-hmm. instead of just saying, "Oh, I'm the parent. You listen to me, and that's it." Because mm-hmm. uh, I mean, as a boy, you told me that. That made me want to do more. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Well, you don't want to tell me the why. I'm gonna go find out what the why in the streets. Somebody's gonna know, mm-hmm. just like that. And like I say, I never did too too much. I did a little bit, but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I'm the same. I, I got my dirt just like everybody mm-hmm. else. But I, I I'm extremely honest with my son. Like I've been extremely honest with my son since he was eight years old. And the reason being is because I don't want him to go looking for the why from somebody else. Mm-hmm. I want him to come to, to me and be like that. Why did this happen? Or let me come. I want him comfortable to talk to me about any and everything. So that way, that way, when something is like extremely dangerous or wrong, he'll come to me first versus wanting to go look to his friends or trying to solve it himself. And it's something serious. You know, let me help you because I'm always going to try to do that. And, and if we have that in the world, more parents in the world talking to their kids. Don't be afraid to talk to their the kids. Even if it's a subject uncomfortable, like number one subject for parents, sex, uncomfortable. I've already had to talk about myself. Flat. Yeah. You ask me anything. Now, if I don't want to answer it, I'll tell you, uh, we're going to move off to another part of this topic. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm very, very, very honest. And I, I, I hope he listens. It is. It's just. It's actually in this consequence and everything that you do in life. Yeah. So if you learn that early, I think. I think a lot of people will be. Uh, will be a little bit better. Okay. So whooping. Y'all believe in whoopings? <clears throat> I don't think I've. Um. I don't. I've only hit my son a couple times. And what the first time that I've ever like hit him for sure, it was always like, um, I call it a countdown. You know, so it was for me, it was like a one really good one to make him cry and all that to mm-hmm. like burn in his memory. So if he did something wrong, I'll be like <laughs> four, three, two. And he always got to one, but then it stopped. <laughs> and then he would stop, you know. So I, I have to say that, you know, for sure there was um, when he was younger, I did put I did put hands on him and I whooped him. And ever since then, it was just a countdown. I never mm-hmm. had to go back. <laughs> to the whooping. That's what scared me. <laughs> <laughs> Put the fear early. Yep. <laughs> the fear. Yeah. Um, they, they weren't scared. 
But um, you know what? Since you're here, young man, how about you? Um, how about you tell us your thoughts on on discipline? Because he's around like other kids, you know, his age, and what what do you think about like the kids that are your age that could have happened at home? How I raised you? Because you know, I don't think people or parents talk about that with their kids. Last time we talked about it on Mother's Day, mm-hmm. you know, was there something that you? At least I think your mom, Nikki, was was there anything that you regret? Is there anything that you wish you could fix or do again mm-hmm. or do over, um, change? Um, and I think for now, especially since, you know, my son's at the age to have a very um, cohesive conversation with me. You know, we can have logic. We could have reason. He's at that age where we can talk about, like, and reflect, you know, how I treated him as a mom. Like, like was I was I too tough? You know, was I too strict? Was I something that you want to implement or you think that the, I mean, um, Nikki's dad here is talking about like, you know, making sure that people have discipline at home um, and that could affect how one can act outside of the Mm -hmm. house, you know, where they don't have that juice of act right um, every morning, every (laughs) afternoon and every night. (laughs) So like, have, give me your feedback, young man. I've, as as someone who had received discipline. <laughs> so, I do believe that discipline is actually necessary when a child's being raised because I'm stuck in home with two cousins that are barely disciplined, no matter what they do. Uh, uh, one case is I'm going to use this as an example. One case was they cracked about ten eggs in an unheated frying pan and just left it sitting there for three hours. It took a rotting smell for us to discover, and what happened to them? Nothing. Just sent to the room, and that's it. Uh, but when it came to my mother, that woman scared me, but not <laughs> not horrified me as if she was a monster. It scared me to the point where I knew if I did something that even I thought was going to be bad... I would halt all actions and thoughts immediately and think about what would the consequences be if I decided to take a cookie from the jar. And then I can see her looking at the, over my shoulder and I would walk away as if nothing ever happened even though I knew full well what I was about to do. <laughs> and uh, there was only one or two instances where she used the belt. After that, never again. Um... So as far as discipline goes, yeah, I, I think it. I think it's a must in raising a child. Otherwise, there's a high chance you're not going to come out in a very respectful manner. In fact, that same that same point of view is actually why I worry about my cousins because I think they're going to come out in a bad light, and I feel like I'm going to be partially responsible for not stepping up and trying to right the wrong that I'm clearly seeing all over the house. Yeah, it's one thing to be a witness. And one mm-hmm. thing to be the um, person who, who does action. Um, but, yeah, not to talk about our my family. <laughs> but I have to say, um, I do have to say that I know, and I know, I have a look. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I'm sure all parents have that look yep. of, like, you do that one more time. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is that silent interaction of, Something's about to happen. <laughs> it's equivalent to that. Um, and I know I've given that, you know, to my son 
plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I know that there is a little bit of fear that I strike in certain children. Sometimes it's a mis, I'll say misconception or misunderstanding that people have about, about whoopings, about discipline. Um, some people think that, you know, if you say, yeah, I whoop my children, they think of it as every time they get a whooping that you're pop, 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 beating, mm. beating on them like that. But it's not that. That's not the case. Mm. Sometimes it's just a pow or a pow, pow, and that, that takes care of the whole situation. It's not a constant thing. Mm-hmm. You know, some some things, and in, in, I'm, I'm going to say this because my aunt did this to my cousin. She got angry. She wasn't angry at him, but she got angry. And he suffered the consequences. Not that she, she didn't hurt him, but his whooping was a lot longer than what it would have been had she not got angry about another situation. So that that is something that you have to have to uh keep in mind too, that you know, uh and I'm not saying that that's what your mother did, but from what you were saying, but it sounds like your mother got you because you knew about your brother and you didn't say nothing. Well she assumed. <laughs> always guilty by association right so everybody thinks being a twin is awesome yeah you did it too yeah (laughs) so but the whooping thing is not not a constant beat down all the time it's it's a pop one or two pops uh and sometimes it's just talking um i bought this nice hurricane lamp beautiful lamp Bought it at an auction. Oh man, it's really nice. Mm. Frosted uh, globe, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And uh, they were playing. I, you know, they were playing in the house, mm. and it got broke. The globe got broke. Mm. And uh, being children, hey, they stick together. Who broke the lamp? <laughs> <laughs> and you me. talk to them. Look, look. All we want y'all to do is to learn how to tell the truth. You tell the truth, you won't get a whooping. And sometimes if you do tell the truth, you still may get a whooping. <laughs> you still might get it because of what you, it depends on what you did. So, but it didn't say nothing. It didn't say nothing. Until now. She's just like. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say nothing. Well, I, I remember her one time. It was something. I, I can't remember exactly what the situation was. But I did tell her. I said, now, if you tell the truth. You may not get a whooping. That's what I said. You may not. I didn't say that you would not. I said you may not. I didn't hear May. And she didn't hear May, but she was like, she contemplated. She thought about it. (laughs) (sighs) I'm going to tell the truth. Mm. She told the truth. I said, nah, you got to get a whooping. Mm. But it wasn't a a long whooping. It was a couple of licks and that was it. Mm. You know, just to remind you, okay, you don't do this. And then you go on. It's not like you're doing a, what I call a whoop around, and you you whooping and you're going around in circles, and like you just you just doing it nah, 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 like the Lone Ranger. Mm. But no, it's pop pop, you know, gone. Don't don't do that. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's usually that's how I did, and and it wasn't like I whooped them every time they did something, you know, because I had that that uh, complex. I'm never at home, so I can't come home beating my kids, you know. So sometimes I didn't, I wouldn't do something. I would say something, mm. but I wouldn't do it. And then as they got older, uh, sometimes I would leave home because I had anger issues from work. Mm. And I didn't want them to suffer the consequences from that anger issue from my job. Mm. 
So I would leave and go sit by the water and look at the, at, at the water. Because, mm. uh, I mean, I was like, I was like ready to turn to the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> you know, so I, I would I would leave. And where you going? I wouldn't say nothing. I'd just leave. Mm. Because the anger, the, it was turning into rage. And see, they wasn't the cause of that. Mm-hmm. It was what was going on on the job. Mm. And then for me to do that would have been wrong. And then I probably could have hurt hurt somebody. So I would I would just leave. So but sometimes people don't have that <laughs> that intelligence to, to leave. They mm. they lash out on who are around them. Yeah, and right, um, exactly. so and that's close. that's the other that's that's what you gotta be careful of. So yeah. but whip, whippings are, are I think are are necessary to an extent. If you can talk to your child and your child will understand that, then, you know, you don't have to worry about it. But, you know, some discipline should take place at home. Okay. Okay. We'll have a few more questions. Promise. Um, is there any regrets that you have as a parent? Any regrets? Any regrets? Something you want to, you wish you can change, take back? Um, like, like. Yeah, I wish I could have whooped them more. No. <laughs> Damn. Damn, daddy. <laughs> necessarily have regrets mm-hmm. but um i have i had and i have uh a way that i want or wanted my children to be you know you know you you think that as a parent you think that i want i want i want my son okay i didn't want my son to be a mechanic because that's what I did. Mm. That's that was me. Okay, when I found out that he was um, music musically inclined, also electronically inclined, I wanted him to work in electronics. Mm. But that's not what he wanted to do. So I accept what he wanted to do. So each uh, it, is, it is not a regret, but that's what I wanted. Mm. Okay. Um, my mother told me this. Uh, she said, your dad wanted you to be a mechanic. But she didn't tell me this until after I was almost retired as a mechanic. Mm-hmm. So I was a mechanic mm-hmm. because that's what I took a liking to. But I did not know that that's what he wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. But I did that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and just like, um, um, just like Nikki. Okay, Nikki Nikki showed music ability, and like I said, she she was a uh, she was a great conversationalist. So I believe she could have been some kind of senator or a, 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 a politician or something. But that's not what she wanted to do. Mm. So I accept that Nikki liked to sing. She sang for a while, so and and that was fine. And even though some of the places she sang, I didn't like it. But, hey, that's what she wanted to do, so, hey, go ahead. But every parent has something that they want their child to do. And, you know, but the thing about being a parent is is you have to let your child do what they want to do because you can't make your child do something that 
you want. Mm. They have to do what they want. So, and that's 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 the thing. So it's not a regret, but you, the way you ask the question is, it's not a regret. Uh, I, I don't I don't think I I don't feel like I need to do anything over. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, actually, the only other thing I probably would do over is not be gone so much mm. because you you miss a lot. Yeah. You 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 have gaps uh, in 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 your life. So, and my gaps were like. Uh, three months at a time, gone three months, <laughs> home for 30 days, gone three months, home for 40 days, gone three months. Mm. So you have to modify when you come home, you know, and, you know, I'd be happy to come home. Um, I would always try when I come home was to bring them something. Mm. But then, too, I would try to be the nice, nice guy because I was always gone all the time. But then... You know, I'm like, well, why you won't? I've been gone. I just won't come back being mean. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah. you know, but those those are things that you that you have to look at. Um, well, in 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 my life, because like I said, I was a military man. That's what I did. You know, if the ship left, I had to go. If uh, I had duty, I had to stand my duty. So if if um, if I had to uh, deploy or go to school, I had to go to school. So I had to do those things. But you know, you try to maintain a relationship. I would, I would, I, I, I don't remember if I did it all the time, but I would write them letters every now and then. Mm. Hey, what you doing? How you doing? Mm. You know, just just to say hello. Yeah. So, but you know, you 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 try to try to do some things, but no regrets. I don't have no regrets. No. Okay. You know. Um, no, I don't have no regrets because, yeah. um, you know, I, 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 I firmly believe in letting uh, your children be who they want to be. Uh, even if you don't like it, you can tell them you don't like it, you know, but you don't necessarily support a bad decision. But, you know, you you do uh, love your child. Mm. So I'll say it like that. Mm. So. Okay. What about you, Beth? Um, honestly, if I, if I could take anything back. Change. change. I guess it doesn't have to be a grade. It could just be like, man, I wish I did this differently. Well, uh, one thing I see about my kid is he gives up to equal. He doesn't know how to lose, right? And that's, again, uh, from my upbringing, it's just a part of life. Somebody's going to be better at you uh, with sports, mm-hmm. in any case maybe. And so with my son, um, He's, that's that's one thing I wish I can change. Like I, I wish I had started that early because now it's an uphill battle trying to get him to understand that it's just the way life is. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you're going to have to lose at something so you can learn from it. And so whenever we're on the basketball court, I see it uh, when he's when he's making his shots, he's excited, he's happy. Ah, I'm beating my dad. Yes, I'm winning. Finally, and then. You know, I started making because his rules is I can't shoot close shots. I, I have to shoot three pointers. So when I start shooting and start making them, all the fun goes out. Mm-hmm. And I, I just wish that I started him early on learning how to lose more gracefully. Like just, hey, it's cool. Continue to have fun. That that is one thing I would actually change. It just because it bothers me. It makes me feel like I'm not even really doing my job as a father. Because that's something you're supposed to show your kids how to get up. 
and I mean regret is just the, the experience now really is just you know as, as me I just I want to protect him and with everything that's going on as far as like I say with his mom not being here I can't protect him from that mm -hmm. so that's that's like a, a, a biggest regret right now that I'm coping with if I can take that pain away mm -hmm. then ooh, ooh, but the reality of it is I can't protect him from everything Right. Um, I, I don't want to put your business out there, but at least you know. Let can you do you mind sharing what you mean by protecting your son from um, pain? Okay. Uh, <laughs> what type of pain? So my, my son's mom uh, passed away. You know, recently she mm -hmm. was battling uh, breast cancer. She had was diagnosed with a very rare form. It was triple negative wow. breast cancer. Uh, it it uh, was very fortunate that it did not spread to her brain when she was first diagnosed. But the mass was seven centimeters. So the pain that I'm talking about is because you know she was a very vibrant, energetic, fun, charismatic woman, and. I had to actually work still during this time uh, just to take care of bills and everything, just regular life. And my son actually had to be there and watch his mom, so to speak, deteriorate. You know, and the chemo, we make the chemo, like the first form of chemo, or treatment of chemo, we made it fun. We made sure we would do things with him, laugh, joke, make sure that he was okay, she was okay. We had a big party for her when she did her last chemo treatment. When he was there and everybody got to say a toast, he got to say a toast. When it metastasized, uh, like that, it just, everything went downhill. Mm. Yeah. And so uh, he went from seeing his mom laughing, smiling, to in and out of the hospital. Every, every other week she was in the hospital, there for two weeks, out of the hospital back to the hospital, there for three weeks, out of the hospital. And then finally, I uh, had to put her on life support, had to have a conversation with him about that, and explain to him uh, what was the next course of action. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like I say, as, as, as a parent, you just you want to protect you. Uh, you want to protect them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty you, tough. Yeah. Psychologically mm -hmm. protect them too. Like right. We can physically yep. do it. I'll whoop anybody right. <laughs> yep. if somebody comes for yep. my son. But it's the psychological protection that's pretty tough, mm -hmm. especially for a young mind. You said he's twelve, right? Yeah, he's twelve. And so his, you know, his, his still malleable. You know, um, his thought process is life experience is different. You know, from like Nikki's and mine. Like I've never lost a parent, at least not yet. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we all know it's inevitable, right? right. It's coming. It, we just, I think as an adult, I feel like I'm a little bit more prepared as opposed to a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. um, terrible. Not Eight. Well, see, he wasn't, like, when he lost his mind, he wasn't even 12. Like, he, it, the, the sucky part about that whole experience is, like, his 11th birthday mm -hmm. was spent in the hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and that was the last birthday that she was a part of. And then five days later, because his birthday is March 5th, mm -hmm. by March 10th, we had to take her off life support yeah. because the, the cancer had 
just was yeah. in her lungs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She basically wasn't so, you know, that's the, the part that, I, again, I say it, it, it bothers me because it's like, dude, <laughs> like five days after your birthday. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God. Yeah. And so, um, surprisingly, my son, I mean, you know, he, uh, he's a, what we call, I call him, he's an empathetic kid, so he feels like I had a conversation with him recently. I said, oh, you know, son, I'm having a bad day. I don't want to be around you when I'm like that. I'm frustrated right now. Oh, well, what's wrong, Dad? Mm. You know what I mean? So we talking. I told him, I said, you know, I miss your mom. Today's one of those days I miss your mom because mm. you know she was a good friend of mine. You know, so he was just like, oh, well, are you going to be okay, mm. dude? Mm. I'm, yeah, I, uh, you know, it's kind of like I pulled the card. Like, hey, hey, you got to be fine. Be good. <laughs> put your mask Don't on. Worry about put the mask on. <laughs> yeah. So you know. My kid is empathetic, and, and, and when people are like that in the world, they just they tend to feel everything. Mm. Uh, when they love somebody, when they're attracted to somebody, or whatever the case may be, they just feel it. And, and you know, that's another thing I want to protect him from, showing him mm. how to, it's okay to be empathetic. I prefer you to be an empathetic person in the world. Just know when to use it and when not to use it. When it comes to your mom, absolutely. Mm. Feel every piece. Mm-hmm. That's your mom. When it comes to this stranger <laughs> down the street, <laughs> you can feel for them, but you don't have to feel every piece. Mm. So. All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, no, no, no. It's, um, as far as, like, regrets, I don't, I don't have a lot. Um, like, there's, I think it, I'm in a conundrum um, because I don't, his father, like, is <laughs> the only person that I felt like, but if I didn't, <laughs> you know, that he wouldn't be here, and, he, and he's hella cool. Like, I I like our relationship. Um, I like the guy he's grown up to be. I do wish that I had influenced him physically, meaning, like, more basketball or some push-ups, <laughs> some pull-ups, you know, just, uh, or, like, karate, boxing, and I've, he's done a little bit, but... You know, he, that's just not who he is. Um, but I wish I had more of an influence on that. But I think um, I want to thank you guys for for coming and participating in in a conversation like this. I, mm-hmm. I I appreciate it, and you know, the reason why I brought my son is so that he can just talk to men, you mm-hmm. know, and listen to men and experience, you know, um, a father here and a grandfather here mm-hmm. and. You know, just to hear just a man's conversation, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like and you can you can see he doesn't have he doesn't go to the barber, <laughs> you know, so there is no barbershop <laughs> conversation for him. You know, he has long hair. Um, but, yeah, I want to I personally want to be like, you know, thank you to, to Jason mm-hmm. and to Faja and Ju- <laughs> and Junior. He left. <laughs> he left. But um, thanks, guys, for for coming through. Yes, we appreciate it. Dang. <laughs> we appreciate it. Right. Yes. We appreciate it, as my dad says sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we wouldn't be here without without the fathers. Yes. So we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Yes. We want to wish you guys a happy Father's Day. Come tomorrow. 
and <laughs> well, you know, uh, I got a chicken sandwich. <laughs> my my pocket's a little low, so you you gonna have to wait. <laughs> no, but thank you so much, and uh, we appreciate the time you all took out to talk about being a father. Um, yeah, thank yes. you for being part of. 